welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director, and with me today I have Doug Foreman, CIO of Kane Anderson Rudnick. Doug, first and foremost, thank you for the time and the insight you provide our listeners. Doug, the third quarter of 22 saw continued market volatility. We also saw a resurgence of low quality leading high quality. Doug, can you provide our listeners with your perspective on the third quarter of 2022? This year has seen a tremendous amount of rotation in the equity market, various groups performing poorly during different parts of the quarter. And it seems like every quarter has been almost a a year's worth of change uh, in the equity market. If you go back to the first quarter of 2022, uh, inflation beneficiaries, particularly oil, performed very well. Raw material prices were strong. Inflation was a primary concern, and the Fed really hadn't started yet on its interest rate increase campaign until the middle of March. Uh, As we moved into the second quarter, you saw, particularly in the latter half of the second quarter, you saw uh, recession fears start to grow and quality start to dig in and do pretty well as people started to become concerned about the sustainability of earnings growth stocks continue to perform very poorly. And as we moved into the third quarter, I'd say these recession fears started to build. Uh, The quarter was progressing nicely until the middle of August, and the August CPI that was printed really spooked the market again and increased the Fed's hawkishness and and, um, their ability to raise interest rates even further because of the inflation data not coming in as uh, good as we had all hoped. So recession fears are building more. The inversion between the twos and the tens has become even more pronounced. And many sectors, the worst performing sector in the third quarter was actually the dividend growth sector, which dividends, companies with shorter duration assets and higher payouts had been hanging in there the first half of the year very well, but came under some serious pressure in the third quarter. Quality didn't hold up particularly well either in the third quarter. And even market stalwarts such as Apple started to come under some significant pressure in the second uh, half of of the quarter as well. So su- suffice it to say, there's really been no place to hide for the full year in the equity markets. Uh, some areas, obviously, like dividend payers and energy stocks and utilities um, have done better than, than other parts of the market. But Essentially, they've been hiding places for investors' money as people have just become increasingly concerned about a hard landing because of the hawkishness of the Fed and their ability to fight inflation and whether or not they've made adequate progress so far. Doug, the Fed continued their aggressive stance to fight inflation with addition of 75 basis point hikes, along with commentary that they plan to continue at a similar pace until they feel that these inflationary pressures are under control. Globally, we saw many other central banks tighten as well to address these inflationary concerns. Can you provide your perspective on where you feel we are in the inflationary cycle? Monetary policy is working. It is slowing demand. It's very clear to me that if you look at the housing and the automobile data, which are the two most interest-sensitive sectors of the U.S. economy, they are already being impacted and slowing down dramatically from where they were three to six months ago. You also heard announcements this quarter out of companies like FedEx, which is a global transportation provider, seeing slowing global demand across the board. Not surprising with what's going on in Europe and the Ukraine situation um, and, and the problems with the energy policy and natural gas in Germany in particular. And obviously, continued problems in China with increased regulatory crackdowns, poor property prices, 
etc. So global demand is slowing. FedEx is a great example of that. Um, consumer sentiment is very weak, and demand in very various consumer areas is weakening as well. And of course, the yield curve is inverted even further in the third quarter, which is a market's interpretation of an increased uh, risk of a hard landing. Now, the key going forward is going to be what happens with the inflation data. It's clear to me that the inputs to the inflation data are, in fact, moving in the right direction and this monetary policy that the Fed's embarked on is already biting the economy fairly seriously. The question is, how far does the Fed have to go to continue to bring inflation down to its longer-term targets of 2 to 3%? The inputs are definitely slowing. If you look at raw material prices, gasoline, used car prices, and even rent recently is starting to come down. So um, we're hopeful, you know, I'm not smart enough to tell you exactly what month the data is going to start really showing what, what the inputs already look like to me, but there should be a point where which these fears about continued runaway inflation start to head the other way. And as the market assesses that and, and starts to believe that inflation is actually coming down to the Fed's target, I think you'll start to see the stock market do much better than obviously it's been doing since, uh, since this whole rate increase cycle started back when in the Fed announcement back in November of last year. Doug, lastly, the markets are showing increasing signs of concerns for potential for a more prolonged recession moving into 23. What's your perspective on this, and how do you see markets reacting as we move into the fourth quarter of 22? Well, it, it's, it's pretty easy to say that demand next year and growth next year should be slow. It's been slowing all year in the U.S. Uh, first and second quarter GDP was negative, which was a definition of a technical recession. We may already be in a shallow or mild recession uh, already. Um, it's likely to get a little bit worse, and, and demand on the margin, I think, will continue to slow as the interest rate increases that the Fed's put through here recently. It will will hit the market even harder. But I will say that this is probably, if, if it, this turns into a full-fledged, more global recession like 2000 or 2008, it would have to qualify as the most anticipated recession of all time. You know, numerous street analysts, uh, numerous street Wall Street strategists, numerous business people. The R word is used almost in every meeting uh, in, that we attend, and uh, it's used in every investor conference that we go to almost routinely. So, you know, a lot of these things, you know, if businesses are anticipating the worst and uh, well aware of what could happen, they frequently are, you know, fairly conservative and positioning their businesses appropriately. They're not hanging out with a bunch of excess inventory and hiring a bunch of people at exactly the wrong time. So my, my guess is, is that the, the slowdown will continue. It will be a mild recession uh, and it would last it's at some point into 2023. Uh, however, you know, the stock market won't wait around. Once the inflation data starts coming in better than expected, even if current business is still slowing, if, the, if the, you start to see the two-year and short-term interest rates come down because the Fed doesn't have to be as hawkish if, if inflation actually starts becoming under control, then you'll quickly see stock market and stocks in particular start to do better, even though the short-term fundamentals still may appear weak to investors. So um, once again, I'm not smart enough to tell you exactly when that's going to happen over the next six to 12 months, but it's highly likely to happen at some point in, in, that, in that time period. And so we're going to continue to own quality businesses and stick with businesses that we think can do well in good and bad times. And strong balance sheets, good cash flow, businesses that aren't going to go anywhere um, when, when times get tough and stay tough. 
And the other key thing to point out about these washout periods that we're clearly going through, strong companies tend to get stronger. They tend to continue to make investments. They continue to hire people. They continue to be able to um, compete better in an environment where there's no free money, where their competitors can't get capital at no cost and do a lot of silly things with their business that results in declining profitability, even for the strongest players. And so our experience is when you have these washout periods like 2000 or 2008, on the other side of this, the strong get stronger and the weak get weaker or and or go away. And so this is actually a good thing for these strong businesses that we tend to own at Kane Anderson Redneck over, over any reasonable time period. So wish you all happy holidays coming up and uh, we'll see what the rest of the year bodes. Thank you for your attention. Doug, as always, thank you very much for the time and the insight you provide our listeners, and we look forward to future conversations. You have just listened to KaneCast, hosted by Jordan Greenhouse. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rednick Investment Management. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.